Alright, you're listening to the Unresearched Podcast. This shit is gonna go off the rails. We're talking demon possession. We were, we were supposed to talk demon possession in a previous episode, but we ended up going 30 minutes on how much cops are shit, and we hate them, and sometimes they're cool, but mostly they're not. <laughs> but anyway, we're not talking about that now. Fuck the police, fuck the police. We're gonna get fucking so fucked up because the cops are gonna hear that and they're gonna wanna be like, these gotta be stopped. I actually was listening to a, a police podcast because I was training for my test. But I don't listen to it anymore. Good. But, yeah. Okay, so this one is, let's restart, let's reboot. This is the CMSO 20 Minute Power Hour Reboot Baby, sponsored by Baby Demon's Deep Dish Pizza Emporium. Hotter than hell, pizza. So deep, so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so deep, so delicious. Hell yeah, right, that's, that's a good Jeez. tagline. So deep and delicious. Uh, this one's called Julia's Satan's Priestess. I'm gonna do a voice. Alright. Dr. Richard Gallagher, a board of certified psychiatrist, published a paper entitled among the many counterfeits, a case of demonic possession. In the Oxford Review, discussing his experiences with a patient whom he fully believed was possessed by a demon. What do you, about, what do you think about demon possession, son? Do you think it's just mental? Uh, I don't know, dude. It's probably... Mental, mental illness? I believe in it, dude. Or like there's dude, something real spiritual. Haven't you seen all them Conjuring movies? <laughs> Have you seen the trailer with the new uh, The Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe? Mm, I've seen the previews. I kind of want to watch it when it gets on video. Yeah, it looks interesting. Not, I'm not going to go to the theater. I don't. No, I'm not, not, not. It's not a theater movie. When it comes out, we should review it, but that's not going to be for another few months. I want to see uh, Russell Crowe punch a few demons. Sick. Yeah. Gladiator. Pope. I'm in. The Beautiful Mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> with Jennifer Hotass Conway. I have to rewatch that movie because I don't remember. So that's that's where like he has like all like the. He's super smart, but he's, he's super smart, dumb. but he's also no, he's super smart, but he's uh, dumb, paranoid, schizophrenic. That's so he has right. like all like he's like pinpointing all the things, and he has an imaginary friend that's telling him that's that the government's right. controlling him. He's so smart, but he's crazy. Yeah, that's what it was. Because he invented some weird like fucking hydrotronic bomb that blew up a bunch of people. I don't know if that's Russell Crowe <laughs> fighting around the world. Yeah. All right, Julia's background. Julia, the pseudonym he used for this patient, was in her early 40s, a self-supporting, intelligent woman whom he describes as quite poised. In an informal conversation with her, there was nothing to hint that she was controlled by anything paranormal, and she seemed logical and quite sane. And to all appearances, Julia was a normal, attractive, well-spoken woman. The main thing that did stand out about Julia was her rather dramatic choice of appearance of all black clothing combined with an abundance of dark eye makeup. She's just a goth, goth chick. chick. I was just going to say. Yeah, so she's just a hot goth chick. That's really smart. And now she's, oh, that makes her possessed by a demon. Bro. You think maybe. That's what everyone thinks. Yeah, because you know, like, uh, stay away. My grandma used to be like, oh, people that dress like that, stay away from them. Like, they're. Devil worshippers. Like, no, they're just cool. They're, <laughs> they're just, just hot. Yeah, they're sexy. I guess. I mean, sometimes. Oh, here we go. This gets where it gets. This is where it gets juicy. Julia was a self-styled satanic priestess who had been active in various satanic cults throughout the years, 
and there is nothing to cause those involved in her case to doubt the truth of this. And even she admitted it was most likely the cause of her possession. She initially asked for help from the Catholic Church when her symptoms began to manifest themselves. And being raised in the Catholicism through rejecting Catholicism in its past, she still felt it was her best hope. It was one of the priests working on her case to ask Dr. Gallagher to participate in her cause. Dr. Gallagher? Yeah, he's going to fucking smash on the fucking watermelon. Dr. Gallagher will cure you right up with some, some yeah, smashers. Smash some <laughs> fucking watermelons with Dr. Gallagher. Dr. Gallagher. Here comes the voices. Possessed by Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> like all my fruit keeps getting smashed up. What the fuck? The ghost of Gallagher. I black out and all my fruits are smashed. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, some of the chilling aspects of Julia's possession were the voices that would speak through her. They changed from deep, guttural, and menacing to abnormally high-pitched. All those voices were markedly different from Julia's normal speaking voice. As well as her normal means of expression. She's all like, what's coming? What's coming? High-pitched. High-pitched and guttural. Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. What's coming? Well, maybe like two harmonizing. Yeah. That's right. The voices would claim ownership over Julia's soul and would mock those trying to help her using filthy, scatological languages. These voices express an unbelievable level of hatred and vitriol besides knowing disturbing things about those in the vicinity of Julia. So if you were around this bitch, she knew your deep, darkest secrets. Oh. It's like, so you masturbated three times before you showed up here, didn't you? Huh. <laughs> I actually did it four, four times. times. <laughs> I five. Uh, high five. <laughs> Them's a rookie number. You gotta step it up. Step it up. <laughs> step it up. Wolf of Wall Street. You still got to review that one. Yeah. Those voices don't only speak English, as Julia did. They were fluent in Spanish, Latin, and Greek. It seemed as they relished in distracting the priests and nuns involved in utilizing classical languages. The voices were always crude and abusive, punctuating their threats with foul language. None of this was typical of Julia's normal pattern of speech or the contents of her normal conversations. Neither the tone of voice, speech pattern, or expressions any way reflected Julia in her non-possessed form. So she was like normal most of the time and all of a sudden she was like freaking out. All of out. a sudden just like, maybe like a skit. Dumajali's puta! Guru! Dumajali! Puta! Majali! Why is she saying puta a lot? Noche! Noche! Just like, I'm just thinking of bad words. Pendejo! Why is it that like... Is it is that like a known thing that when somebody is possessed? I know it's in movies a lot where the person just starts saying vulgar, nasty things. Yeah, well, the demon's trying to get your goat. Like, is it like? I guess that makes sense. Is it, but like the demon it, wants to say like lovingly things like, "Oh, te amo, te amo, te amo, de mi puta." That's true, but I, I mean, I guess like, what, what if? I guess no, never mind. I was just like. It's always really rude shit. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't yeah. make sense. What if it was backwards? Yeah. I love you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? 
This fool's usually an asshole. He's possessed. Fuck your flesh, bird. In a loving way. In a gentle way. I know. We that's, do. That's all rapey. <laughs> that's all super rapey. That's how you show love. Creepy, super creepy, creepy rapey. rapey. But it's also not like, like you're fucking Fuck shit. your mother. Your mother. Fuck you. Fuck you. Your mother sucks dicks in hell. In hell. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little extreme, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, in one incident, Julie mentioned to a team member, those cats really had a fight last night, didn't they? Most may not find this statement out of context, however. The team member lived in a different city than Julia and had been awakened by 2 a.m. by her two pet cats who normally got very well along, but they were having a terrible cat fight that night. How did she know that they were fighting? She Two cats? Two cats were fighting. Julie was like, man, those fucking? cats were really fucking fighting last night, weren't they? But how's Julie supposed to know that when this guy lives two cities away and, he, and uh... she doesn't know anything about this bitch? Apparently, whatever was in control of Julie knew about it and might have even investigated it. This event was, to say the least, quite intimidating, which was no doubt the purpose. You think... Demons and shit like that travel super fast. Yeah, like they're they spiritual. They can do any be anywhere. It's so, like gods everywhere. Uh, Demons could be like not quite everywhere, but most places where they really have sway. I always wonder, like, if a demon can do all that shit and fly everywhere and go to anything, why does it want to possess one person specifically? Why to does it want to scare the shit out of people? Just to fuck with people? Probably. I think so. In another instance, Julius spoke to another team member about his deceased family member with information concerning their relationship, personality, and type of cancer they were suffering. Julie had no previous information concerning the team member's family. And once again, whatever was Julia, whatever was controlling Julia was trying to intimidate those working for her deliverance. Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia. That's funny. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's another one we gotta review. Yeah. Julia would often reveal to team members their secret weaknesses and sins in addition to accurately stating the location and actions of people called to work on the case before she had even met them. Members believe something wanted the team to know there was nothing about them it didn't already know. Julia Gulia, calm down. The demon, the demon Gulia? This is referred to this demon in the story as Julia Gulia. This is pretty good. I thought you were just making that. No, up. no, 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 no. I uh, it's from the wedding singer, obviously. Oh, I, I like, thought. I thought. I mean, like, really said funny. that. Her name's Julia in the story, so let's just call her Julia Gulia because it's a funny. Demon Julia. When did the story bores me? When do they get to the demon butt stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! During her, <laughs> when Jesus Christ shows. <laughs> oh, now oh, it's gonna oh, get good. Yeah, <laughs> Macho Man comes by with the butt stuff. Um. During her exorcisms, Julia could tell the difference between holy water and plain old tap water. If plain tap water was poured and sprinkled on her, she showed no physical reaction. But, however, when the holy water was applied to her, she would scream out in intense pain. Akaka! The voices speaking through Julia didn't just limit themselves to elevations and exorcism times. In quite chilling episode, Dr. Gallagher was discussing Julia's case on the phone with a priest far from where Julia was located. And in the middle of the conversation, one of Julia's demonic voices interrupted the conversation, ordering the men to leave Julia alone. So the cop is like, they're just like, hey man, I'm fucking dealing with this crazy chick. And she's like, oh yeah, she's probably doing it. Like, 
Did you see that? Nah. <laughs> Wait, did you see that? Nah. I said it. So the demon was talking through the phone. You think the darkness will Doctor Gallagher again. Doctor Gallagher <laughs> dropping deuces. Both men were completely baffled as how to her voice managed to come over the phone line as well as how it knew they were discussing her at that time. What did impress the team, however, was how Julia would sometimes levitate during exorcism. In one particular instance, a group of witnesses, including health professionals and nuns working as psychiatric nurses, saw Julia floating unsupported for about 10 inches above the floor for 30 minutes. So they just saw this bitch levitating for like 30 minutes. Levitated and they just them. And the power of Christ fruits. compels you. Yeah, like it's a classic move. <laughs> a classic demon maneuver. Classic. But it was the most impressive instance incurred during an attempted exorcism. Levitation was not the only dramatic manifestation associated with Julia's condition. During another levitation incident, while suspended in the air six inches off the floor, objects began flying off the shelves around the room in a terrifying display of what experts call psychological psychosis. Room started popping everywhere. Yeah. Damon Gallagher. Te that's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> Oddly enough, when Julia was questioned about her incidents later on, she did not remember a single thing. And when levitating or speaking in these weird voices, Julia would go into a trance-like state. It was as she, it was as if she checked out and something else checked in. The demon, perhaps. <laughs> what happens to what's her name, Julia Gulia's soul while being possessed? Oh, it's being ripped to shreds. We'll share your soul. Do they ever? Sew it. I mean, sew it. <laughs> sew, sew it back. <laughs> when Pinhead rips your soul apart. Yeah, I guess, I guess God could sew it back. Sew it. I got, it'll be, it'll be God, perfect. Through God's be... will, all things are possible. Just keep that in mind. Um, during these trances, besides manifesting paranormal powers, Julia Gulia would speak of herself in the third person, and much of what was said took the form of taunts, jeers, threats. Phrases such as, she's ours, leave her alone, you imbecile. That's not really that threatening, is it? And other expressions peppered with extreme profanity were quite common. It's like, fuck you, you fucking, fucking cunt. Imbecile. You, you sack of wine. You fat cow. <laughs> you pig. You pig. What are you, a turd sandwich? You big oaf. A bunch of Gordon Ramsay insults. Oafy, oaf. <laughs> Oh, fuck off, you fat cow! You fuck cow. <laughs> you dog. Oh, bloody hell! You call this a beef wellington, you fucking cunt? Blimey. Blimey stone. Me ass. Get the fuck out of here, you ass. Me ass. Won't you fuck off? <laughs> that's my That's my Gordon Ramsay. He's, I'm possessed by Gordon Ramsay. I, I would have to watch. I make a pretty delicious and beef wellington. I've never seen any of his shows. Um, on a warm, sunny day, Julia Gulia was brought in for another exorcism. And as she was led into the room, those present felt a dramatic, icy drop in the temperature. It was an unnatural cold that chilled them to the bone as the room took on an eerie, hostile atmosphere. Nevertheless, when their demons began to speak through Julia Gulia, things changed dramatically. The temperature in the room consistently increased, 
and those working with her began to sweat profusely as the temperature continued to rise to almost unbearable levels. So it was cold as fuck at start. Cold and then it gets start getting hotter and hotter, hotter, hotter and hotter. Hill is cold or hot? Or I both? think it depends like which ones you dislike the most. Because like, I mean, they both would suck. <laughs> yeah. Extreme cold sucks. Extreme yeah. hot sucks. As they continued with prayers and rituals, in spite of the stifling unnatural heat, the sounds coming from Drew changed to chilling, normal, animalistic uproars, seemingly impossible for any human to be able to make. And soon the voices switched back to their normal behavior, utilizing different languages to pull forth abuse, contempt, sacrilegious speak with extreme hatreds and anger. So she was just like fucking going off the rails this time, son. Big doo-doo head. Fuck you. <laughs> Sadly, while the exorcism pr- proved to be helpful, Julia Gulia never truly found complete freedom from the demons that possessed her, and she died of a heroin overdose not much longer. What? So, while still possessed, she just did heroin and died? I think she was just fucking a junkie fucking mental head case. Oh, so maybe he wasn't even possessed? She definitely was possessed. How did you not... Uh, <laughs> then... Well, I mean, if so you, she was never exercised? She never exercised. I think that was the problem. She probably should have just ran on fat. the Peloton. Yeah. She just got fat and overdosed. You know, like walk, take a walk around the park or something. Classic. Yeah. Gravy. And that's the story of Julia Julia. Yeah. Sexy goth lady. Got possessed by demons. Oh, well, now I'm just picturing her exercises. fat. <laughs> she didn't exercise. She didn't say that she was fat in the You story. just said she was fat, so now that's all I picture is a fat goth chick. Which is overdosed. Be, it can still be extracted. You just said she should have been running on a... Peloton. On a, just, on a what? Go just <laughs> try out the Peloton. With a Peloton? What's a Peloton? It's the bicycle that you ride and they... That's really what it's called? Yeah, and then there's like a video screen in front and like there's I'll a trainer. I just call it the stationary bike. There's a whole... You don't know what a fucking Peloton is? No, dude. I know. I don't know, <laughs> you don't know any, anything. No. You're no, possessed by a demon. <laughs> Maybe by a Gallagher demon. Gallagher, <laughs> Dr. Gallagher. He's going to smash some fruits. Anyway, leave a like. Subscribe. Uh, if you're still listening, if you made it this far. <laughs> you made it... To, oh, my, my, was my, act, my voice bad? Well, it was like a million voices there. I was doing Gallagher and demon... <laughs> You were doing Southern Lawyer. Ramsey <laughs> and uh, who's that guy? Oh, yeah, the cream of the crop. <laughs> people hate it when I do voices. I know, that's why I said people hate it when I do voices too, but I don't give a fuck. Oh, Alright, Charlie, homie. Okay, out. Goodbye. I throw a vein in there before we go.